going on, DJ? What's going on, everybody? How's everybody's week going so far? Can't complain. Uh, I just uh, got off the line with Brother T, so he should be joining us in just a second. Uh, you heard from uh, from True yet? No, no answer. Uh, he may be knocked out, so <laughs> we may just have to do it uh, without him for now, and then we might be able to add him on uh, later on. Bingo. Oh. There he is right there. <laughs> speaking, of the, speaking of the devil. How's it going, guys? How's it going, sir? What's going on, man? Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. All right. So uh, here we are Friday evening with another episode of the Time for Some Action podcast. I am your host, Niles E., alongside Brother T, uh, DJ, and True. How's everybody's uh, day going, uh, notwithstanding that uh, madness yesterday? Uh, I I definitely can't complain. You know, my day was amazing. Week was amazing. Um, you know, whatever happened yesterday with the Laker game, it's all good. As soon as I seen LeBron taking pictures with Devin Booker five minutes after the game, I'm like, shoot, he don't even care that much. So I ain't even going to be mad. <laughs> <laughs> True, true. Yeah, that's a good point when you look at it that way. I, I just hate seeing bums like Jay Crowder <laughs> out there selling wolf tickets now. It's like this dude has been nothing but a bum his whole career. Has one, uh, one game where he shoots lights out and decides to just, act, and just show his ass out there with everybody. So it's like, you know what? And hey, get out of here with your nonsense. Well, because everybody and, if AD yeah. wasn't if AD wasn't hurt, they don't win game. What was that four? Yeah, they don't win game four if AD plays second half. Because they were up eleven in that game with him healthy. So, and, and the coach Phil Handy said it perfectly. No team out there wanted to see them when they were healthy. And they just caught a bad break with injuries uh, all throughout the season. Really. Oh, yeah. It was just like, if it wasn't one thing, it was another. And they never could really bounce back from it. And it kind of goes to what I was saying uh, to Brother T, like way at the beginning of the season. I'd rather them uh, would have just said, you know what? screw it from the very beginning of the season and kind of ease them yeah. into it yeah. instead of trying to go full board, get the one seed and doing all that and just kind of slowly integrate them in so that they would be healthy at the end of the year. But they did the exact opposite. They were, yeah. they just start beating their chest, beating out, beating down everybody. And then uh, injuries just caught up with them, unfortunately. That's why I can't be. That's why I can't be too disappointed. I mean, of course, I'm disappointed that we couldn't defend our chip like we, like we uh, wanted to. You know, first of all, with the shortened season, you know, with the with the whole turmoil with that. I mean, everybody had to go through it, but of course, we played the longest along with the Heat, and and then um, and then you know. you know, it, it, our two. It's one thing for you to have 
injuries to your, you know, your your pieces around. But when your two main guys go down for a huge part of the season and you try and mix and match these lineups and and so forth and so on, you know, it's it's not like this team have been playing together for, you know, three or four or five years where, you know, guys can just plug right back in. We was literally plugging different lineups in the whole year. And when it was time for for us to to put it all together, and we still couldn't stay healthy. So um, mm-hmm. the positive out of this is that LeBron and, L- and AD will have a, uh, uh, actual actual rest, and right. you know I, I'm I'll be anxious to see them come back next year. I mean nobody, man, nobody still scares me uh, with those with those two healthy, healthy and ready to go and focus. Nobody still scares me. I, you know, I'd love to see Phoenix again this time next year. Okay, oh, yeah. because uh, it, like. Like uh, uh, DJ and and uh, my co-host now Z was saying that they were up by eleven during that game, and if they had won that game, they would have went up three one, and we'd be talking totally different series. Yeah. And you know, it, it, you know, when you have a groin injury, groin is not something you can favor. Not like a, a knee or even an ankle. You know, you twist a knee or you bump a knee or ankle. Anybody that's ever had a groin injury, it really feels like Mike Tyson used your used your genitalia as his uh, as his speed bag. <laughs> so anybody that's had a groin injury would know know how it really feels. So of course I'm disappointed. I want AD to be healthy and stay healthy, but hey man, it's the game. It's the game. And look. I, I'm I'm positive because I'm like, hey, bro, two three years ago we were in the lottery. <laughs> For real, and, and, yeah. And we got a chip last year uh, after you know with uh, the C19 coming through. You know, we got a chip last year. So Laker fans, y- y'all gotta calm down, bro. We ain't gotta win it every year. I mean, we've won 17 chips. I mean, look at Phoenix. Phoenix is celebrating that they got a first round victory. Yeah, so they got a lot more games to go, and they got yeah, to face Brooklyn did. potentially. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, 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 I'm hurt as a Laker fan. Don't get me wrong, but the the world is not ending for me. You know, it, you act like we got. You know, I was much more hurt in 2011 when they got swept out of the playoffs by Dallas because we were healthy. We had added a few pieces in in uh, <laughs> in the immortal words of Kwame Brown, Becky with the good hair, and uh, Steve Blake. We had added some more pieces around, and then we, you know, we struggled through the first round with New Orleans people that remember that year. Then we got to Dallas. We up on Dallas in the first two games, and we end up getting swept horribly. And we were healthy. Everybody was there. This series, man, this year, we haven't been healthy all year. You know, so, I mean, health is a big thing. So, Laker fans, it ain't like we got just destroyed and blown out of the water. You should take this as we really didn't get to. It hurts. It stings. We lost. But we really didn't get to defend our chip like 
like um, fully healthy, ready to go, everybody uh, focused and and uh, and running on full full uh, ninety one octane. <laughs> Anybody that knows cars, man, if you missing some horses, that car ain't gonna perform the same way. So. We was missing two of our main horses the majority of the year. So relax, everybody. It's okay. We'll be back next year. And DJ, you want to pick up from there? Nope. Nope. I'm all good for, for now. Well, I mean, what I kind of want to add uh, to this really is the uh, what they're looking to do uh, this offseason. One thing I do want to say, Brother T, with the uh, 2011 uh, crew, that one I actually weren't wasn't as mad at because the way I was looking at it, that would have been them going to that team going to four straight finals. And what when was the last time a team did that? They were uh, they were healthy, yeah, but they were gassed. You saw uh, how gas than the Warriors team was so that one I wasn't as upset about the championship that still stings to me the most is that first one against Boston with that Kobe team because I think healthy uh, healthy buying them a healthier reason definitely makes a difference in that uh, in that series to me at least they may have been like uh, Kobe said they needed to toughen up but I think that that team definitely would have Given a given Boston a better run than what ended up happening uh, on that, it, it, but what I kind of want to shift gears with this is the off season is out of uh, who's free agents on this here, this here mainly, and you know, and not talking like the Drummonds, the Marcus Old Keith. With respect to those guys, I want to focus on the three big, well, potentially four big ones. And Schroeder, uh, THT, Caruso, and Trez. Out of those four, which uh, ones do you guys see, if any of them, coming back next year? I would, I would say, uh, keep Trez, keep THT to the best of your abilities, and keep Alex Caruso. And then who was the last person? Schroeder. Yeah, he got to go. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but he's not, you know. For a point guard, you know, you, you make mistakes every now and then. That man was the loosest. There's especially going from somebody like Rondo, you know, you, you you know, we got spoiled because he's a true point guard. Shooter, he he just be too lax a days ago. It seemed like he his passing skills aren't there to me. Unless he's willing to sign for, you know, not a lot, he gotta go. Cause actually I seen uh what do you guys think of this? Um, <laughs> as soon as I see Damian Lillard lose, I'm like, he needs to just come on to LA. Would you do anything possible to get him to LA? That's great in concept, but what do you give him Portland? That Portland, like, oh yeah, we giving our franchise dude to the Lakers. You know okay. how Portland. Hear this, is. Out. Hear this out. So Kuz, Horton Tucker, KCP's K- KCP. Trez and a future first round pick for Lillard, which will give uh, it would it would make Portland more versatile. 
So now they got, you know, a deeper squad, makes CJ McCollum uh, number one, the number one option. And then for the Lakers, of course, is Damian Lillard. And honestly, at this point, I don't know, man. I, I don't think I'm overreacting, but AD is soft as charming, dog. I trade at this point. I'll trade AD. I'll trade AD for Lillard straight up right now. I wouldn't touch that trade. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's like I, I'm upset with Mr. Glass too, but uh, I can't. I, I can't Lillard trade him more for, consistent. He is, but if you're trading. Lillard for AD straight up. You do realize this is a team with LeBron and Lillard as your dudes and and all that size that you did have, you practically have no size at that point. Uh, And I don't know if that's a good long-term fit for you, really. What Phoenix was doing to us, though, as far as Aiden, like, we still have Drummond. So I think as long as we have Drummond... And um, you know, possibly Trez, I, I I I'd still run with that. Like, yeah, I get it with the size, but like Damian Lillard, he's so consistent, man. They know when it's game time. When it comes to fourth quarter, I seen a video with Austin Rivers when he missed. He thanked God. Yeah, this, that man is thing. like that. But when, when have you seen somebody thank God when AD missed? AD's too busy busy trying to post up at the three-point line. The thing with that, though, is if Dame is going nuts in the fourth quarter for you, what do you – you got LeBron playing off ball then at that point? Yeah. Just like – So you're you're taking the ball out of LeBron's hands, basically. A slasher. Cause you can you gotta you gotta overplay on Lillard. So if you overplaying on Lillard, that gives LeBron more of a lane. Well, if Lillard does I mean, to him, I'm sure none of us is standing in front of Bron coming downhill. <laughs> I mean, I'll defer to Brother T on this one. I you two are more you two played uh, ball, so you can speak to it more. But me personally, looking at it, I wouldn't touch. I don't trade big to small. There's got to be more than Lillard coming if I were to even uh, if they would even pick up the phone on that. Straight up. Uh, I, I, I know AD uh, has a tendency to be uh, unhealthy, but my whole thing is um, he um, he had a short turnaround and we've seen what AD does when he's healthy. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna just throw him away because he had one unhealthy season for the Lakers. I mean, like I said, I refer back to, hey, you know, we just came off a championship. So uh, if we have like two or three unhealthy seasons back to back, then that's one thing. But uh, I, I, I weigh my options. I keep my two core guys at the top uh, right now. Um, if there's any way you can get Dame Lillard, sure, you know, uh, if you can pull something off, that's, that's cool, you know, uh, but, you know, I say we continue, we keep, we keep Caruso, we keep, uh, THT, uh, you know, we still got these guys in place that I, I, I say we keep Trez, Schroeder's gotta go, I, 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 I thought he was gonna be, uh, 
cool with this team, but I kind of seen the writings on the wall when he came in demanding that he wanted to start. First of all, you was you throwing off chemistry just with that by, you know, you got to earn your way into these spots. So I kind of seen something coming with him from get-go. So uh, I, I agree with uh, DJ saying that 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 Schroeder's the one that's got to go. I, I try and keep the other three uh, around. Um, I, I got to roll with my my two my two guys at the top still though. Um, I agree with with Niall Z here is that you don't trade uh, big into into small. You know you could go out and get guards anywhere, pretty much anywhere. You're not gonna go and get Dame Lillard. I was about to say you are you not really going need, out there. You don't you really see what need, happened with Schroeder. But you don't really need a Dame Lillard. I mean, you you had Rajon last year. You know, I think I think that you need more of a Rajon type of point guard. What's the name? Schroeder, he's one of those new new type of point guards. He wants to prove who he is and he has to score. And like like DJ said, he has too many turnovers to be a point guard. I think you, uh, you know, guys like uh, now is going to kill me for this one. But you need a guy, guys like Brunt, uh, uh, Brunson or uh, um, who is yeah. another, uh, another like pure, I mean, besides Rondo, uh, uh, pure point guard type of guys. That's the, that's the guys you need with this team. Lonzo. Huh? Lonzo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, Lonzo. He's going to Charlotte. Yeah, uh, you need those pure point guard type of guys with this team. You don't need guys trying to go out for themselves. And but I think that's I don't think team. like this team too many times in this series, you know, I get it with the injuries, but they were cold. Kuz was cold. KCP was cold. There was no scoring outside of potentially LeBron and or AD. And AD was cold. And he was cold. I understand he might have been, you know, a little hobbled, but he was he wasn't, you know, he wasn't he wasn't dominant. He wasn't game dom- dominant. He wasn't threatening to drop fifty. Like if yeah. you if you if you like you like I get it, you don't want to trade big for small. But at the end of the, that's Dame Lillard. And imagine him with LeBron. That's but, Dame Lillard, man. But you got to be looking long term, man. It looks sweet. Right. It looks sweet. He's young. Right? You got to be looking long term. Long and, term with AD and he can't stay healthy. Man, if we AD had him healthy never, last AD year. AD has never been healthy his whole career. We had him healthy last year. And you see what we did. And he was we still won. banged up, though. Yeah, but we st- he played 70-plus games last year, and they won the championship. Like I said, I think it was just the chemistry factor also. You know, it's one thing when you lose one big gun, but when you lose two big guns and you got to fill all these guys in roles that they're not supposed to be in, at DJ, you play ball long enough to know that chemistry is a big a big factor. Yeah, you for could sure. Throw, you could throw guys together. All throw all the talent in the world together. That don't mean that they're gonna win unless they learn how to play with each other and and get a get a feel for each other. Hell, like we said, if AD doesn't tear that te- or 
messed up his growing in game four. They up by 11 with a 2-1 series lead. And that's with him missing 30 games and LeBron missing 25 games. We we know they ain't going to miss 30 and 25 games every year. They're not going to miss 30 AD, and 25. Eight, but this is my thing, though. I literally just seen a graphic of all of AD's injuries from the time he's been in the league. Dude has never been healthy. Ever. Every single time he falls, he gets hurt. Every single time that man hits the pavement, he gets hurt. And it's and it's usually not on contact stuff. Uh, well, what so I would say to this with is me personally, I get it. They probably won't trade him. But I would. I, I if, if if Portland was down for a game for A D trade, I'd do it. Why why AD's value is still high because what's gonna happen to him is he's young and getting hurt all the time. Imagine when he's LeBron's age. You think he's gonna be any more any any less fragile? They're not gonna have him when he's LeBron's age. But but I'm just talking long we we was talking longevity of careers. And I think Dame Lillard, the way he shoot that ball, he he's gonna last longer than the AD. Because AD is always hurt. And he has to, you see. If he posts up at the three-point line like he likes to do, it's easy to stop him. It's very easy to stop him. And he lets little guards guard him too much. Get in the post, get on the block, and go to work. Okay, DJ, but here's my thing is, let's say, hypothetically, let's play this out. Let's say we make a trade and Portland gets AD and Dame comes to the Lakers. Yep. Trying to trying to defend that Laker team to me at least becomes the same way that everybody's been defending Portland pretty much, and and it's like as much I love Dame's game. Like I'm not trying to knock his game at all, but they they haven't won anything. Haven't won it. I say the same. So you're telling me CJ McCollum is LeBron? That's who we compare? I'm. I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is in terms of how you are going to be defending them. Like, I, I, I love LeBron, too, but LeBron is 36. And going into being 37 next year, as much as I want to say that, oh, he's uh, granted health withstanding, he's going to come back and give us his customary LeBron numbers, you got to be a realist at some point in that at some point, it's going to start to taper back for him, him too. So are we going to be like, all right, uh, we're hoping that LeBron has the same level of production that he's had always with Dame. And it's like, it, 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 it matching up with that team, at least to me, that's the thing with the Lakers that they have unique with LeBron and AD is just that size that you got to deal with up front when you have a dame uh, with that that's a whole lot easier at least to me to try and uh, attack and I don't see that as being winning dead uh, down the stretch a fraction of LeBron equals CJ McCullough if LeBron can give me if, Le- if LeBron could give me 60% I'm still taking a, a LeBron um uh, Lillard combo, straight up. Like I get what you're saying, but at the end of this, at the end of the day, though, Dame requires so much attention, like a Kyrie Irving. And you seen what happened when Kyrie was able to take some of that pressure off of Bron. Like AD, 
yeah, at times you could depend on him. Like, yeah, last year in, in the playoffs, he came in clutch, hit a couple shots, you know. But to me, McCull- uh, uh, not McCullough, Lillard is one of those, you know, yeah, I get it. They'll probably double team him, but then that opens the lane for Bron. And he's more of a, and he's one of those, he could shoot from the logo. Like, imagine he's, he, he spread the whole floor open. So you surround that with, like, you know, whatever. Just fill the roster good. And you got those two that, man, that's a, that's a tough squad. We already got proven right now, though. We've already proved that we can win with this squad. Why we go build it down again or build it? tear it down in order to build it up with something that's not even proven. Because AD is fragile. Get him out while he has value. Man. You, so we just have one, one season and we just get rid of him. After, after, one, fra- season, he after one season, he brings us a chip. After one season that he brings us a chip. He is fragile. See now, the, now, okay, DJ, you just said AD is fragile, right? Yeah. I, I just want to make sure. If you want, if we want to go there, because that's what you're saying, I'm gonna say then that LeBron at this stage of his career is fragile. His first year with the Lakers, he got hurt with the groin. His year this year is the ankle. Why? But I mean, this year, this, this year was contact. No, though. it wasn't. It no, wasn't non-contact. <laughs> See no, DJ. We can't play that game. But but that's, that's true, though. It's that, like if AD AD went up with no contact, with no con- Lebron, somebody crashed into his ankle. Anybody would be hurt. But you ever have you? That's I, not I, fragile. If somebody is hurt, if somebody if somebody lands on your foot, that that's that's not fragile. You going up with no contact, trying to contort your body like a garden. You hit the foot, bruh. That's fragile. I've messed up my groin and I've messed up my groin by myself. Usually when you mess up your groin, it's it's on something. But what about the Achilles contact. that he was dealing with earlier in the year? None of that <laughs> stuff was contact stuff. But Achilles usually Achilles isn't gonna be contact. But, but he saw whatever, Kobe. Whatever he did with his calf, whatever. That's non-contact. And look at his whole career. Like but the thing about it, say, but you can't sit and say that LeBron is fragile. Because you could look I, at his, you, you could look at his injury report and see that this year he got his ankle crashed into. To me, that's not fragile. I mean, but the last two or three years he's been with the Lakers. Okay, the first he's time. Been, okay, been. but if it was if this second time was a not injury again, now you could categorize it as fragile. He got cracked. If it wasn't for dude jumping into his ankle, he wouldn't have got hurt. Dude literally jumped into his ankle. But right, but we don't know. We don't know what these guys' training programs, what these guys, what they doing in the off season, what's happening to them playing wise also off the floor. We only see what they doing on camera. We don't see what they doing behind the scenes. The work that they doing, yeah. So we don't know how AD did something with that with that Achilles. We don't know. We don't know what some of these injuries he's had. If these are pre-existing things that he's gotten in practice, in workouts, and different things. Because so how do we explain pretty much the play. history of him being hurt then all the time? What's that? I said this is what this is what they talked about when he got traded in the first place was how fragile he is. Is it not? Yes, but 
Bottom line. Let, okay, so let's just say bottom line. Who's won a championship and who hasn't? Who's been to the mountaintop and who hasn't? Which I get, which, I get which, all of that. Which I get pair? all that. So you go throw that away after after one season. We ain't talking about New Orleans. That is what it is. We also know that AD bullcrapped at the end of that New Orleans run. He yeah. said when supposedly he was hurt. So, but one season that we won a chip and one season that he had with injuries. So we just go throw it away, throw it away for the rumors that that might be, that Dame Lillard might be available. I'm just saying if it was possible, I'd do it on the simple fact of, you know, let's just go back to it. We can't sit here and say that AD isn't fragile because if you sit here and say that, you're lying. So is it fragility or is it skill level? Because you've also been saying that he can't post nobody up. He's not dominant. Okay, he's, now tell me, tell me in my line. Does he not post up at the three point line? A because he's of the not time? that type. He's not that guy. He's never but been. Dude, he's never have, been. You have somebody up. six seven guarding you. Get in the post. How many you're of settling, these guys? How many of these settling, guys? He's the, settling for jumpers. But how many of these guys get in the post now? How many of these seven foot guys get in the post? They don't keep right. guys that anymore. And AD, exactly. AD came up as a guard. Now that he is seven foot, he needs to get a right hook. Especially if these power fours nowadays are six seven and below, six eight and below, bruh. Get That's not post. how the game is played now. As much as we love, if he's not hitting the shots, then at what point do you say, okay, maybe I need to change my game? When, well, how long we've been saying that LeBron should get in the post? LeBron yeah. does get in the post. Not no like good. Not time. like not like Magic used to get in the post when Magic was when Magic was playing. Magic was six nine and he used to abuse six one. LeBron don't get in the post. None of these dudes get in the post like that no more. Nobody because the game they don't like that anymore. Because they want the game to be wide open. They want right. it to be and that, but that can't, threes I get that. or get to the rack. I get that, but that can't be the excuse when he's settling for all these jumpers and three-pointers with somebody that's 6-7. But if that's the strategy... Point, you got to make it simple. Play simple basketball. We say that, but if that's the strategy of what their team concept is, what what are they supposed to do? If I'm AD, there's too many times where dude be passive off the ball. You know, was he be having bums on him? Bums. Absolute bums. I'm like, bro, if you don't catch the ball on the block and go to work, why are you posting up at the three-point line where you take one dribble and they come and double you? You're not, at this point, you're not even, you're, you're not being a threat. I guess you could call it him being a threat by him passing out of the out of the double team, but you see what we got around him. They can't hit no shots, bro. Get in the <laughs> get on the block, bro. Well, whose fault is that? Dude, if if we're talking block, about why are you posting up? Fellas, well, we talking fellas, about fellas, if we're talking fellas. about if we're talking about that he is passing out of the double team. If we're playing proper basketball, right? But it, 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 the way it, he's, he's doing it, we doubled. gotta we gotta pull film. So but see. if he's being doubled, if you just said it, 
So we ain't got a full film. No, I'm if saying like, but but him, if he if he's on the block, he's more of a threat. You're not a yeah, threat. But if he's being line, doubled, bro. like you said, if he's being doubled and passing out of the double team and his team isn't hitting shots, what is he what, supposed to do about it? What that? is he supposed to do? Uh, who, who's the man that, that used to play for the Lakers? Kobe Bean Bryant? Be more like him. Shoot the ball. How many Kobe's do we really have? Bruh, come on. That can't be the excuse. Like, if you're 6'10", 6'11", and you got somebody smaller than you, I'm jamming him on the block. And if you don't double me quick enough, it's going up. It's going up. Fella, I don't, I don't, how many times, I don't, I, how many I don't times, get fella, on. fella, really quick. How many times in the last game that we watched together? Did we call out why is AD posting up so far out? I remember calling it, bro. It's just we gotta. It's a, it's more so everything around us. Our our role players be bullshitting for a lack of words. That's not an excuse to post up on the three point line. It's not an excuse, but I mean, when you end up in that situation, like you said, what's his teammate doing? So are you? We a got dudes at going zero for nine. Are you, are you a superstar at that point? We gotta right. start. It don't make any question. sense. It don't make any sense. Are you top three at that? But point? it don't make any sense that outside of LeBron and AD, we have nothing. I I, I completely understand that. <laughs> we but have then, nothing then, outside I, of LeBron but what and you're AD. Saying right now and the that... thing is, is that we we gotta get people who do something outside of LeBron and AD. They was gone for thirty games. The dudes. We was gone for thirty games. And what did they do? That don't got nothing to do with LeBron, nothing to do with AD. What did they do when LeBron and AD was hurt? But what you're saying is you're depending on two dudes, and one of the dudes is fragile. How is that that preparing for longevity? Is Damian Lillard going anywhere in the next? He wasn't fragile. he wasn't too fragile last year. We depended we depended on him last year. He wasn't too fragile, but all of a sudden, the the man has a couple. Uh, man has an injury. Now he's fragile. And we all, but it's the it's the fact that it's non. If it was the same injury that LeBron had, we wouldn't be having this conversation. But it's it's non contact injuries, and he's been injury prone from the time he's been in the league. You can't deny that. I'm not denying that, but it's crazy how we just how we just gonna say. Let's dump this man after he averaged 25, 25 and 10 and was to me the defensive player of the year. And and uh he also hit that shot against Denver. He came through big for us in the finals with Miami, got us to a chip, our first chip in freaking 10 years. And the man just has a couple a couple injuries that Nobody can help injuries. Uh, it just is what it is. It's part of the game. And now we just want to we just want to dump him for a man that that's that. I mean, granted, Dame Litter is a hooper. I give it to him. But hey, the best he's gotten to in in so far is the is what the Western Conference Championship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 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 I. But wait, but and, wait. And I'm a. I got a question. I'm saying, I'm I got a question what, though. Wait, I'm wait. Before you go off that point, said. before you go off that point, let me hit this point really quick. So, how far did AD get without LeBron? But okay, I, I get, I get the team he's on. I, okay, I get so he did get to the, the second round. But name me 
Name me anybody that's as good as CJ McCollum. So that team Name me with, anybody that, that, that's that just team, as good. That team as, with Drew Holiday. That team with Drew Holiday, Rondo, and Demarcus Cousins when Demarcus Cousins was still cold was nice. Demarcus and Demarcus got hurt. Got hurt, yeah. And 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 then name me uh name me a team name me a guy that's just as good as Melo. Name me a guy that's just as good as Nurkic. Name me a guy that's just as good as Covington. That team, like that team, is solid. It is, it is solid. But to me, that like the two dudes that they got over there with, with, got. with McCollum, with McCollum and Lillard, I think they're too small. I don't think that the, the chemistry that they got going on over there. Yeah, they're a great like regular season team, but. I don't think like yeah they they look good on paper they sound good they play good against the Lakers but they're not that good like they're but bro you kind of killing your own argument you, how you yeah small and now you go is bring Damian Lillard here is with it, a but with is it LeBron, Damian Lillard's fault and LeBron is a is a small forward but is it Damian Lillard's fault yeah but you kind of killing your own argument how? right there how because it, it, you're getting small with Damian Lillard I'm saying. No, so you're telling so we're comparing CJ McCollum to LeBron James now. I'm saying no, we're the not we're not players. comparing them. I'm not LeBron saying is the whole, not, the, LeBron is not a seven footer, but he's also not 6'3", 150 pounds like CJ McCollum. Come on yeah. now, yeah, but like, we also stop comparing the two. They're not. But we also just said that LeBron don't play in the post like that. LeBron's a slasher. So is CJ McCollum. CJ McCollum is not a slasher. So the CJ McCollum don't get to the go get to the cup. Yeah, he does, but he he's he's a similar player to Lillard. Like a yeah. three-point, I would say he's more three-point midi than slasher. He, he's an off-the-screen type player. And honestly, what Portland got going on over there, they should they they better off breaking it up too. They I agree they do need to break it up, but they better off breaking it up too. I agree they need to break it up, but uh, I, I just I can't get off the AD bandwagon just because of just because of one one season where he was not healthy. Now, if he was healthy and and just didn't show up and and uh, and and was was just disappointing. Okay, I can I I can I can feel that argument, but. I, I like I said. I, I think I, I I go more with my with with Niall Z. We, we still kind of that in that old school. Although AD don't post up like like that because these guys don't post up like that no more. That's why he doesn't like playing the five. Um, these guys don't post up like that no more. But you got to have that big, big, uh, small. I mean, if LeBron small combination. You gotta have that. You gotta have that. And and to me, it's it's like I said, it's not broken to me. It it just needs some uh, some tweaking. Now I think you know when the season started, we were all like, oh man, with the pickups that they had was fantastic. We got younger, we got quicker, we got uh, more athletic. But the thing about it is, uh, the chemistry factor uh, was was wasn't there. And mainly because we just, we just, uh, we just didn't have enough time to play together this year. 
But for the most part, I say we ride it out one more year. And and if if things if we get if we're healthy, ride it out. If we if we fail, if we don't make it at least past the second round next year, then I say we do some major tweaks and changes. But until we have one more full healthy season, you know, I'm not ready to unload, unload, and just blow everything up. Yeah. up. yeah, that was just a hot take. They probably wouldn't do it, but if they would be down, I'd do it. <laughs> See, okay, so notwithstanding that movement, that, that was a great discussion there. I'm looking at the free agent uh, class uh, coming up, and I'm going to throw a couple names at you guys. Uh, Let's say, all right, they don't make any moves to blow it up, and they let Schroeder go uh, go or do a sign and trade to be able to facilitate some of the stuff that I'm thinking. But out of the point guard uh, uh, market that's out there right now, Chris Paul, I don't see him coming, even though they said he's opting out and he wants too much money. Plus, I don't know if you'd want to sign him to a multi-year deal at paying him at almost 40. So that doesn't really make sense to me. But two names that did, or three names really, that kind of came up on my radar is uh, one dude we were going after in the trade and in the middle of the season, uh, Kyle Lowry, uh, Mike Conley, and Spencer Dinwiddie. Like, those are three names, mm-hmm. I think, especially as somebody like a Dinwiddie, if he comes back healthy next year, he's better than Schroeder to me sure. and would fit right in on this team. So, what do you guys think of those three? Uh, Kyle Lowry going to Miami. <laughs> yeah, well, that or Philly, depending on if Philly if Philly wins it or not. I definitely think Dinwiddie, without a doubt. Yeah, and then yeah, I like what was the other name. Con- uh, Conley. Conley. Mm. If you could get Conley at the right price, yeah, I was about to say at the right price, I'd take him. He'd be perfect, uh, honestly, because he's a true and, point guard. Exactly, and he can shoot the three consistently. He doesn't look to play over his head like a certain point guard we got here uh, already does. And he just tries to fit in and work for the team. And the dude is a constant professional. He's no clown out there. So, yeah, I would so definitely I, say he he would be my first choice. Like if we were had a pyramid ranking of it, I'd go. Conley for the right price, right under that Dinwiddie and then Lowry. Personally, for me, I've never been impressed with Kyle Lowry because he had too many choke jobs in the playoffs and then he had that one run where they won it. But I guess people have the appeal with him. But if I had to go with the three, that's how I see it right now. I agree. I'm not going to talk too much on this uh, subject because I talked too much on the last uh, But I agree. Totally. Uh, I, um, I, of course, would, uh, I like Conley, like everything you said, consummate pro. The only way, the only way I would lean kind of towards more Dinwiddie is because of the youth factor. But if you can get Conley for the right price, I go Conley 
Dinwiddie, and then I've never been a Kyle Lowry fan going all the way back to uh, Villanova, you know. Uh, <laughs> I, I've never been a big time fan of his. Yeah, and then it's like pipe dream stuff, getting Lonzo back, but that's never going to happen. Yeah. He's a restricted free agent. There's no way the Lakers would ever get him back. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely not. I don't, uh, I don't think Lonzo would ever, would ever although he would, he, if he came here, he would fit perfect. He would be, yeah. uh, um, he'd be exactly what they needed. Defensive guard that can handle the rock, take pressure off LeBron, and is not looking to uh, be a be a free and uh, uh, super superstar in a role man's position. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, th- I thought Schroeder, I thought Schroeder would bring, you know, some uh, feistiness, some toughness, and, and some uh, much needed scoring. But man, that dude, he just. He just really flopping all over the place. Yeah, he thinks what my dude thinks way too much of himself. Mm-hmm. Way, way too much of himself. You know, one thing I can't say about Danny Green. Danny Green knows who he is. He didn't. He although he missed that three last year. Uh, he is a consummate. He's a consummate professional. He understood what his role was. He did it. Uh, you know, a lot of people gave him a lot of uh, uh, mess last year, but you never heard him step out of his role and act, you know, uh, unaccordedly to the team. Um, Schroeder's kind of like one of these these new age dudes that uh, just, uh, you know, he thinks he's really nicer than what what he is. And and uh, you know when you come in the game five and and give up a donut in the most important game of the year, man, it just uh, yeah. I, I said, man, that well there went that dude's uh, what he thinks he should earn <laughs> with his contract. Well, you heard him today saying money isn't and that mm. it ain't if, you, if yeah. you're out there wow. throwing up as much points as we did combined yeah yeah Wait, you didn't <laughs> no we're talking about a uh, game game five where this oh, clown getting, didn't score we was getting blasted by yeah man oh, I, I said Siri well because I wasn't watching the game I go hey Siri what's the what's the score to the Lakers game the Lakers are getting uh, what what was the word she used? I can't even think of the word she used. Shellacked. <laughs> you know, I'm like, we was down by 45. I was like, Jesus, is this even real? Yeah, I didn't even turn it on because really? I was like, you know what? No. When the second I saw that AD wasn't playing, I was like, this is about to get ugly. Yep. Well, Same here. I've been on social, been off social media for a couple days. So Same. I, I have stayed away from Twitter and I'm staying away aside from posting the show, staying away from Instagram and Facebook for a week. Like Shannon Sharp said, I'm calling out on on all that stuff. I don't want to hear from any of that junk. I'm blocking ESPN. I haven't turned that on all day. I've been watching movies. Just it, to avoid it, <laughs> it's hard for me. It's hard for me to do this, but I I blocked I blocked out ESPN even before then. 
And especially, you know, after Kwame been airing all these fools out for what they really are, I really haven't, I have no, no desire to watch ESPN ever. <laughs> I, I, I don't even need, I barely even turn to ESPN even before this, but after it's, Kwame it's started. It's becoming really hard to watch their shows. Oh, absolutely. I don't even watch sports talk anymore. Dude. Like some of the stuff they be on there talking about, I'm like, bro, like, yeah, I'm turning this off. Absolutely, <laughs> you all doing way too much. And, like, and the thing about it is, more people are getting on the bandwagon. You know, you see, you see, uh, Kenyon Martin then came out. You see, uh, Ron Ron came out. Uh, you see, his ex teammates came out. Chris Whitney, Tyron or Tyrone Nesby, uh, um, Etan Kwame's. Kwame's teammates yeah his ex-teammates came out and, and have been saying and corroborating a lot of his story so uh that's that's you know that may be another topic we get into but i like i said kwame i'm i i'm glad that he he had a good interview with craig hodges yesterday for you young brothers that don't know who craig hodges is go look up craig hodges uh he used to play with the bulls in the early 90s uh three point uh, X three point champion. One time he hit 19 threes in a row um, in the three point contest, and um, you know he he was blackballed from the league in the early 90s uh, due to his political stance. And uh, he had an interview with Kwame yesterday, and uh, it was really good oh, about wow. a good 30 minute interview. Uh, I like uh, like my co host said. We not gonna touch the Joe jo- Joe Brown interview. <laughs> that yeah. Joe Brown interview was off the chain. Yeah, so uh, we but, talk about getting our show pulled quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I'm glad you know Kwame is airing out. You know, uh, screaming a and and you know Ooh, all don't this. Get really, started on him. Yeah, for for me, bro, and I'm like, you're a Knicks fan, bro. Calm down. Uh, um, uh, and really, this liberalistic agenda that's that's uh, pushed in sports media now. So I'm glad Kwame is continuing to to air these fools letting off. Letting them have it. Letting them have it. Keep letting them have it. Because these fools, uh, they can sit back and. And talk all this smack, and none of these none of these clowns is in the trenches. None of these main clowns is in the trenches uh, with these guys. But you can sit back and uh, and criticize these guys for the the job that they do, and they deserve criticism uh, from time to time. But you don't continue to tear these uh, tear these guys down constantly, uh, even when they're retired, long retired, long gone. In the in the um, in the uh, in the wind and in the sunset, you still tearing them down twenty years later. Get out of here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I kind of wanted. I, I appreciate that, brother T. I kind of wanted to wrap a bow on the NBA talk. But one last thing I did want to bring up to you guys and talk about out of left field with this idea, but what if and I heard a rumor about this, I'm not going to say where, 
But what if the Brody showed up next year on the Lakers, Russell Westbrook? Oh. Just go just gonna leave that out there. Mm. Man, I've been wanting Russ to come here for the last freaking five years. So I think they would win a chip. Man, if Russ now you want to get somebody that's gonna get AD in line? Yeah. <laughs> you know Russ. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> hey, hey, if Russ came here, bro, I I, I hey I, I'm I'm all Man, I love Russell Westbrook, man. I mean, although his the way he dresses a little, you know, uh, he he can leave his wardrobe at home. But uh, if he came, man, Russ is a beast, man. And he and man, he come here, he'd be the third cog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I heard that they said if. Washington decides to go full-on rebuild and end up uh, trading out Bradley Beal, then Russ is on the move, too, and L.A. would be a destination or might just be a buyout and him ending up there. So take that with what you will. Man, that That would be be an upgrade from Schroeder. Yeah, that'd that'd be cold. I'd take, man, I'd take Russ all day. I don't care. Any of Russ's shortcomings, man. I, I, the fact that you think he can't shoot or he don't get enough people involved, man. Whatever, man. That dude is the triple double you, god. Triple double god, and you know you go get one hundred and ten. You won't ever have to complain about somebody uh, not coming to play when it comes to Russ, man. If Russ, I don't even want to get excited about that. That just if if there was a possibility for that. That just turned my whole sadness uh, upside down. If there's a possibility for that, man, I people don't realize I don't really talk too much about Russ, but like I, I love, I've always loved Westbrook going all the way back to, of course, the UCLA days and then Oklahoma City. I just think that he's he's um, he's misread mainly by this, you know media that we just talked about uh but russ man if if that happened uh, you just got you just made me made my night happen if it happens i can't wait till this bullcrap season's over now (laughs) 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 because the season's over for me now (laughs) uh yeah Uh, yeah he is hoping for sure on that so we'll we will see we will see all right so, uh, next thing I want to touch upon with you guys, I talked to DJ about it a little bit, but did anybody get to check out DMX's uh, new album that came out? Yes, 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 yes. I have not. All right. Well, because of that, DJ, then we'll kind of let, like, put a mini pin on it, but, fella, you want to give a quick take on it? I, 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 it's short, kind of like uh, J. Cole's. Yeah. Doesn't, it's not that long of a listen. But it's worth it, I think. But yeah, it's, fellas, it's worth it. It's worth it. I feel like uh, a lot of the features on there really, really boosted the album really well. Um, I'm gonna say uh, it's refreshing to hear some new X. Refreshing to hear him again in general. Um, I'm gonna say, but yeah, I say it's great. Listen, you already know my favorite track. 
Christopher Boy. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah, and then uh, Jay Next, I'd have to say that Jay and Nas track is just yeah, that, that, that's me. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, definitely uh, will uh, come back to that when next. Uh, well, shoot, uh, next week is going to be tough because next week I'm actually going to be out of town, so we're going to have to fit, record this a day early. But but yeah, for sure, you definitely get. Uh, uh, have you checked it out at all, Brother T? Uh, no, I haven't. I, I actually just I just caught up on the J. Cole album. Uh, I think I, I was texting True a couple days ago, and I uh, I caught up, of course, on that Mock Hominy album. But uh, DMX's album is definitely one of the next listens because uh, I... Uh, I have uh, a lot of. I usually am trying to catch up on albums all the time because <laughs> constantly on freaking YouTube. I think I'm gonna have to go to. There's a. There's a. Uh, there's a. Um, if there's an Alcoholics Anonymous uh, AA for YouTube, I would definitely have to be in it. Why <laughs> a? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, but I am gonna check it out because X is uh, X, of course, is from uh, our generation, so I gotta gotta check that out. Okay, so yeah, we will revisit that there next week. But uh, yeah, that's the two topics I want to hit on really this evening. You guys got anything you want to bring up? Uh, shoot, did did uh anybody talk about? Vanessa, before we, uh, before I got on. Oh, oh, that is right. Uh, with Nike putting out the shoe without Vanessa's consent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nah, I Nike, didn't about that. Yeah, because Chris Middleton was wearing the new shoes before people even got, uh, before people before they even before they got uh, Vanessa's approval and. It's crazy, like, she's saying that uh, not just NBA players, but just regular old people are getting them that, like, uh, it sold out, sold as well. So it's like, hey, I designed this shoe, but it wasn't supposed to be, like, released. I had plans on it, and somehow Nike ended up just making it without her consent. And and all proceeds were supposed to be going to the Mamacita Sports Academy too, as well. Yep. Of course, Nike. Not surprised. There you go. Of course, they good. And well, you knew something was up when Vanessa didn't uh, resign, like. Kobe's own contract with them that they, something was going on there and now yeah. you see so yep. absolutely Nike been fishy the last couple months with all, that, all the buzz around them an old girl and their son out here hustling shoes <laughs> you know it's I'm glad you mentioned that because my barber he first uh, hooked me up with that saying that I guess what is it a CEO their son is like has access to it and just be selling shoes or something crazy yeah, like was, that. Yeah, the son basically 
Uh, he had a business reselling shoes. Um, it was like using mom's credit cards and getting them yeah. to a space um, under his name, I believe. Uh, and she basically he was getting all these early drops on her Nike credit card, <laughs> just maxing out the card and then reselling them. And they're saying he was a millionaire in his own right. Wow. Well, rich get richer. That's not surprising. Not surprising. Yeah. That's all I want to hit upon. Oh, well, no. I take that back. Uh, did any of you guys get to check out um, LeBron's documentary on um, uh, Black Wall Street? No, I haven't no. got the chance to look at it. Uh, no, I haven't seen it yet. No, that that's pretty good. Like, definitely, it's worth a watch. And I was listening to a podcast, uh, Higher Learning, with Ben Latham and um, Rachel Lindsay, and they were talking about it and just and discussing and, and we kind of know this is already but why um, Black Wall Street uh, amongst many other like massacres, uh, Rosewood and just weren't really touched upon uh, in history when other things uh, were so yeah it, it's it's a great uh, it's a great uh Doc, you guys definitely, I recommend you checking it out for sure. Yeah, I heard about it and uh, uh, I didn't know that it came out, but yeah, I'm going to um, I'm gonna have to find find it and uh, and catch it because I'd love to see, uh, see uh, what LeBron uh, put out when it comes to uh, Black Wall Street. There's still so many people that don't know about Black yeah. Wall Street and, and, and there was over 60 black towns back then. So it just wasn't Black Wall Street and Worldswood. There was mm-hmm. over, over 60 black towns that uh, that existed back then. And uh, I, I challenge people to go and look up those, uh, look up the history of those black towns because we actually used to have uh, the almost like the black, uh, um, I would say, not journal, but uh, almost like the Black Traver- Traveler's Guide, uh, where you could go to all those almost like the Chit- Chitlin Circuit uh, cities and stuff like that down south. Um, and you would be able to find black hotels, black barbershops, black doctors, black everything that you could think of. Black, uh, it was black owned and black run. And, uh, you know, we keep saying that's what we need to get back to, but we need to stop talking and we need to do. And uh, this is one of the platforms. That's why me and uh, myself, mainly my co-host, we wanted to start start this type of podcast in order to uh, educate people about that and start getting our own and trying to build something for our family. So uh, that's what our ancestors used to do. And we owe it to our ancestors to pay respect to what they had to go through and what they had to build. And uh, I, I guess this is probably going to turn into one of my rants. Uh, we complain about how tough things are nowadays within our community. 
But just think of what our ancestors had to go through. Slavery, Jim Crow, uh, uh, real, real racial, racial divide and racial really domination. And, you know, they didn't complain. They just worked hard and uh, they stood up to that racial uh, discrimination and and made change. And, uh, you know, when I when I hear our folks, you know, somewhat saying that uh, we can't, we can't, we can't. Nah, it's, it's you got to do for self and do for your own. And that includes myself. I'm not no better than anybody else. Well said, sir. Well said. All right. So, uh, fellas, got anything else you wanted to add before we close out the book tonight? Can I say one thing, homeboy? I know everybody yeah. like, man, shut up, man. But <laughs> yeah. hey, uh, I I would I would like I don't want to bring this up first because I already know uh, uh, there was a couple feathers ruffled uh, uh, when we were going through the whole Kevin Samuels point. Oh, no. point uh, but I just want to see if you could bring on one of your female constituents to talk about this whole bonnet thing that uh you know with monique brung brung a couple uh, a couple days ago and just i would like to get a female's point of view first to see what they have to say before we started as men because uh you know like i said the the a couple of our constituents is a little little ruffled after the captain samuels thing but uh, I just want to see how they feel about this bonnet thing. Well, I, if you, uh, to answer one of your questions, uh, my wife she she had an opinion on it for sure. She ain't covered on the show. She's already stated that. But um, the thing with the bonnet is not so much the bonnet, but the scarf. As long as it's uh, tasteful. And then she's like, she doesn't have a problem with it. And I get that. But at, at the same time, you also don't want to be uh, going out there looking like a bum. And I made the point to her and hey, when we were uh, discussing this is I don't want to see anybody out in the street in pajamas. Like, it doesn't have to be sisters. It could be anybody. If I see you out in pajamas, I'm going to talk about you. So, absolutely. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, I, I, of course, I'm pretty sure you know where I fall along these lines. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, if, if my other two younger cohorts are willing to talk about it, you know, I, I, I'm down because... You know, I, I I teach I teach my daughter that uh, you and I teach my sons too. You don't go outside in pajamas. You don't go outside in house slippers. You don't go outside with not kept and done. And that's the way I was brung up by my parents, and that was the way that they were brung up. So uh, uh, the fact that an elder spoke. And, 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 you know, tried to give, really give some game to these young ladies because you never know who you're going to be meeting out here in these streets. Trying to give some game to these young ladies and the fact that they tried to counsel her 
which it, which is just ridiculous because nobody can say anything without being freaking canceled. It, it just it's ridiculous. Now, if you don't want to take her advice, fine, move about your business. But the fact that they came out against her and just essentially clobbered her, and then I would like to speak more to these these clown ass dudes. Excuse my language. These clown ass dudes that was wearing bonnets online. I'm like, bro, come on, man. You guys, you guys are really. I I'm, I got to say it. You guys are really simping for for the ridiculousness. You <laughs> you throwing a bonnet on at the dude. Come on. I don't know if y'all seen any of those pictures. No, I'm glad I did. Yeah. And, no, I and, and 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 I'm gonna have to name one of the dudes, one of the famous dudes that did it. I seen some other just random dudes, uh, but I seen Ludacris outside of his plane with a bonnet on. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> no, I did not see that. Uh, terrible. I'll have to say you took the words out right there, DJ. Terrible. Oh, yeah, I, I, I'll definitely have to make it a point to to reach out to some of the sisters and see if they want to jump on so we can have this discussion for sure. Or if at least not that, then uh, use the new um, thing where they can leave us a, a message that we can post on the show and we can answer it that way. So. And we'll definitely try to work something out that way. Yes, yes, I would love, love to. I would love to get some, some, you know, of the of the ladies, you know, feedback on this. You know, I know the, you know, the the women I've been raised with, and uh, you know how I uh, how I teach my daughter. But I would love to get some of the, uh, you know, audience feedback on this because, uh, you know. I understand that you have to, you know, you got to do your hair and, you know, I, 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 that's as you should. But the thing about it is going out to the grocery store, going to the airport and all that stuff is that's that's unnecessary. And 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 really, I mean, like I said, like I said, what did what did and this really became like something the last 10, 15 years. We didn't see this when we were growing up, uh, me and my, you know, even my younger nephews, we didn't see this growing up. This kind of just became a, a uh, phenomenon the last couple years. And like I said, I'd like to, you know, get some of the ladies feedbacks, but what do you young brothers think about it? I mean, because me and me and Nilesy, we old, we married already. So we ain't really got no say. How do y'all feel when you see a young lady out with, uh, you know, a bonnet on, some some raggedy sweats, and and some uh, <laughs> and some house shoes on. How do y'all feel? About that? Like as far as the clothes go, eh, like as long as it's not like obvious pajama pants, it doesn't really bug me. But the whole like bonnet thing, yeah, nah, that's that's a no go. But I guess I, I mean, it just doesn't look like a wave cap does. Like, I know certain people feel a certain way about wave caps being worn in public, but to me, it's like, you know, it's a little bit different because the bonnet look like a shower cap. So, 
I, I, I think it's just more of a preference thing. Me personally, though, eh, not too big on the bonnets in public. <laughs> Pretty similarly, I mean, I don't think I was raised on you got to go out the house dressed. You should never be outside the house unpresentable. Um, but I mean, like, a do-rag compared to a wave cap, I feel like a wave cap kind of is kind of, you probably shouldn't be outside with a wave cap. Maybe a do-rag, but it really depends. I guess, like, a do-rag is way more, is way more accepted in today's society. But I mean, like, if you come out the house, your hair should be kept. If you're trying to get waves, you should show them off. <laughs> <laughs> Valid point there too. Uh, I, I, yeah, I can't even think. Like back when I was uh, getting waves before my hair got uh, long like it is now. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't. I, I think I might have. I never came out. I was walking out in public with a wave cap. I might have done the do rag a couple times, and it was only somewhere real quick. It wasn't like I was out and about. Uh, wearing a do rag, and that that was like you said when we were growing up. That was, and uh, you know, Dad, those drill sergeant, he wasn't gonna allow that. So. <laughs> and you know what? I can I can let the young lady slide. Uh, you know, if they're going to go and get their hair done, if they're riding with a bonnet to go and get their hair done. Or or say, you know, ah, I'll even let them slide. Hey, you know, you're somebody that's, you know, if it's a big event, you're getting married or you're a bridesmaid or something like that. You got to rot. You get your hair done, like professionally done. And you in these, you know, some of these humid places. I can even see that. I can let you slide with that. But the airport, the grocery store, picking up children from school and, uh, you know, a I remember when my mom used to pick me up from school from time to time. Uh, my mom was sharp to the T. I mean, like, we used to call, you remember, we used to call your, your, you guys' grandmother, my mother, uh, Claire Huxtable, because <laughs> grandma was always sharp to the T. So I, I couldn't imagine my mom showing up anywhere with, uh, with, with, with house slippers and uh, her hair in a bonnet and, and, and stuff like that. I just, I, I, I can't see it. And uh, the fact that, you know, my whole thing is, you know, we got to be open for not even necessarily criticism, but just, you know, these are, these are things that are passed down through generations. How you, how you should present yourself, how you should go out in public. It's not criticism. It's tradition. It's, it's manners. It's standards. And I think that's one thing that we've lost in our community is we don't want to have no standards. We don't want nobody to tell us nothing. And and if you can't have people impart knowledge onto you, how do you evolve as a people and, and keep upping your standards as a people if you don't want nobody to tell you nothing? Yeah. Valid point. Valid point for sure. That actually be a, a good um, jump off point right there. And I think we could kind of carry over into the next week's uh, show. Uh, I, I, 
host, host DJ. Uh, so yeah, I think that's something that we definitely can uh, pick up on for sure because uh, there's a lot that we can unpack on that. I think that'll be, uh, as you mentioned, critical but constructive because that's where I think uh, I, I don't mind uh, the critical as long as it's constructive. That. That's what I want to see out of out of any of this here with what we're doing. Absolutely. Absolutely, I agree. And that's our job is, uh, you know, middle-aged brothers, elders, you know, we supposed to, and, and you know, middle-aged sisters and elders, we supposed to impart the knowledge into the young people so they don't make the same mistakes that we did. Thank you. All right, fellas, uh, we're hitting about that. Uh, well, with all the stop and starts, it'd be the hour and a half uh, marker. Uh, so anybody got anything they want to uh, plug or hit before we uh, head out? Nope, just my same message that I always have. Um, you know, um, a, a, a really deep thought that I've been having a lot this week is... Um, You have to ask yourself if you are truly, are you truly like living life? Like, are you truly like enjoying life? And um, that question sparks from, you know, seeing, you know, my coworkers at work, you know, stressing, um, you know, just, just stuff that humans aren't naturally made for, you know, just to pay the bills. And people don't realize that this life isn't just about paying bills, going to work for 40 years and, and finally being able to sit down and settle down. Um, I can't remember the figure of hours that are spent, you know, um, from the time you are a child from, to the time you are, you know, out of school is like 40,000 hours or something crazy like that. And it takes just uh, 2,000 hours, something like that, something like that to master a skill. You know, so just, just, you know, just, just looking at and hearing statistics like that, you know, just has me really thinking, you know, how many of us are truly living life, you know, like we think we're living life, but you know, we're, we're not, you know, we can only get one of these things called life, you know, we gotta, um, you know, appreciate every second that we have because time is the true currency, you know, that, that paper money don't mean nothing, you know, your time is non-refundable. So, you know, just appreciate everything, you know. Um, and yeah, that, that's, that's just my thought for the week. Very nice, very nice. Said that very well said. Uh, true? Yes, I be. be sure to check out Floyd this weekend and get his bag. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! We we almost got through the whole show, but I, <laughs> that madness! I, I was laughing with uh, Angela uh, earlier about how Floyd looks. That shows how much he's actually caring about this fight. It's like if he's gone from Pretty Boy Floyd to Rugged Man Floyd, <laughs> then and, and so yeah. He'll be able to afford a cut after this one. To say he said he made he's made three hundred mil off off of just the build up. So uh, that, 
Floyd. Or 30 mil. Oh, 30 mil. My bad. It's not 300. It might, it might be 300. 33. It's going to be 300 after old boy on the floor. Boy, dude, too. these dudes are they they hacking the system as far as these influencers and all that goes. Yeah, bro. Boy, a, a, anybody can say whatever they want about Floyd. Oh, he can't read. Oh, he can't Master do that. Mark. That brother could read numbers. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that, that, brother could, that brother could read you numbers. You need to read. Yeah. He he could hire somebody to read for him. Absolutely. <laughs> Floyd, man, that's that brother is a he is a marketing genius. Marketing. Yeah. I think he's better marketing genius than he is a fighter. For sure. Well, no. I, why, when I was looking him up on YouTube, the first thing that comes up is that fool 50 Cent challenging him to read Cat in the Hat. <laughs> See, but 50 Cent. It's like, come on, bro. Like, he's ignorant. He, he is. He's he mad is. ignorant, and he he could get thrown into that same category as ESPN. Honestly, <laughs> we 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 should do a whole show on trolling. <laughs> on, the power, on the power of trolling. <laughs> That's a good I'll give idea. Seventeen thousand dollar donation. If you could read one page of a Harry Potter book. <laughs> That's what, okay. That's what uh that's what quote unquote media is pretty much media is now is professional trollers. So Oh yeah. I mean look at Michael Rappaport. Remy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't get me started with that guy either. But um no, I, I guess I, I it, it, well before I get to mind uh, brother T you want to close out with anything sir uh, uh just you know uh everybody thank you for still the support and uh you know continue as I you know build off my net what my nephew say you know live your life to the fullest and uh I just want to give a big shout out to my uh to my uh lovely children my my little my little princess is going to middle school my and my son's going to eighth grade, my oldest, and uh, both of them made the principal's list and honor roll. So I just want to keep them or or continue to push them to uh, to strive for greatness, like my nephew was saying. Strive for greatness and live your life to the fullest, because you only get one. Well said, sir. What was uh, well? I guess what I wanted to. Add on, I definitely uh, second everything y'all are saying, and just appreciate the support in the show. I, I gotta tell you guys, when I checked the numbers uh, before I came on and saw some of the new uh, subscribers and seeing some of the listeners come from Saudi Arabia, the Dominican Republic, I'm like, all right, what is going on here? So, and in some of the states, some of the states across the country, I'm like, all right, uh, I don't know how the show got played in Saudi Arabia. I don't care, but if somebody knows us out there, appreciate you listening, as, as well as the Dominican Republic. And uh, Can I say two things? Alhamdulillah, uh, Bismillah, Rahman, Rahim, uh, 
uh, assalamu alaikum to my Muslim family in Saudi Arabia and uh, and uh, gracias uh, to my to my Dominican family out there uh, 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 thank you <laughs> and I will say to my Dominican uh, listeners out there uh, not every pitch is uh, hittable I'll just as a, as a inside joke of me and Brother T. But no, I, I just definitely want to uh, just say, I do, I do, all kidding aside, I do appreciate the support. Uh, we f- finally, finally, after months and months of me saying it, I've gotten the dedicated Instagram uh, uh, page up and running, and that's where I'll post the show. Uh, the 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 actually if you want to follow it it's uh, the name of the show actually time for some action on Instagram with the underscore after each word so time underscore four underscore some underscore action so check that out there and actually got another thing kind of brewing up I haven't even told you guys about it quite yet it's still in the early early stages but I'm pretty excited about it if I can pull this off hopefully we will be able to start to get like uh, the videos uh, for the show up and running where we actually get to see one another and get it posted up so stay tuned uh, for that I got something cooking with that there sounds beautiful all right, well, I guess I will catch you guys next week. Like I said, it's going to be uh, early record next week because I'm actually going to be headed up uh, your way. Uh, uh, you guys' way, I'm going to be up in Baltimore. Uh, I'm going to be up in Lagoon Miguel and in L.A. for a bit for my uh, anniversary. And so, Happy early anniversary. Appreciate that, sir. One year, you made it, brother. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, that uh, character love of my life but I will catch you guys next week and for uh, Brother T DJ and True this is Miles E signing out on the show you guys have a great weekend be safe peace peace good night everybody Buenas noches. <laughs>